I'm calling Paula right now, and I'm beyond amazed with this technology. It's ringing. Hello. Hi. I'm so amazed. Hi. <laughs> I'm like legitimately so astonished by this technology. That all you needed was the cord. Yeah, because this is a game changer. We, from now on, like we can call anybody and everybody, and it'll sound good. Welcome to Shut Up, Nobody Cares, the podcast. Thinking about quitting your job without a plan? Shut up, nobody cares. Worried your passions won't pay the bills? Shut up, nobody cares. This show is about navigating your 20s and realizing nobody knows best but you. because I am about to call House of Christina Tia and um, it's just nerve-wracking because we obviously talked to a ton of people for the podcast before but this is actually like I don't know talking to someone like that has the future that you hope to have for yourself one day and it's really really intimidating but here we go I'm about to call her Hello. Hello, Christina? Yes, this is she. This is Annie from, I guess, Toronto, the Shut Up Nobody Cares Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? Is it it clear? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Because this was the only way I think I could call you without anybody getting charged and the best way to record the actual audio, so... And I've never called anyone in the States from here before, so I'm glad it worked. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be your guinea pig. Um, <laughs> this is going to take, this is going to take like 30 minutes, right? Yeah, uh, t- probably like under 30 minutes. Okay, cool. I have to run off to another meeting, so um, whenever we, I hate, sorry, I hate to rush. It's just been so crazy here, and like I have all these like Super Bowl things to go to because it's. Super Bowl is here in Minneapolis oh, wow. this weekend. Yeah, so yeah, I I'm I don't know anything that. about the Super Bowl except that it's football. I yeah, I don't I don't either, but I get invited to all these like different food things and stuff. So yeah. Okay, no problem. We can. Um, usually these things ha- like take like twenty minutes, so it's okay, it's all good. Uh, I guess I'll give you a bit of background information so that you're okay. <laughs> you're kind of informed. Um, th- I think the only reason I know who you are and um, what you do is because of your mom. She visited us, I think, two summers ago in twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah, no, twenty. Yeah, twenty sixteen. And right away, uh-huh. she's like, "I have a daughter. Um, she does this and this. Check check her Instagram." And you guys should follow oh her. You God. guys should call her. Like, I was with my best friend at the time, and she was like, you guys should yeah. call her. Like, call her right now. And we were like, um, um, <laughs> I don't think she wants us to, to call her. She doesn't even know who we are. But oh my gosh. we've my been following so you. Yeah, we've been following you ever since. And um, my best friend is actually, like, a big fan of yours. So I said I would relay a message. Oh, which, okay. Um... I actually want to talk about later, but she texted me today. She was like, her food is not too Americanized. (laughs) She's just making use of what is accessible to her general audience. So it's actually better in a way. And then she was like, tell her I say hi and that like I follow her on YouTube and Instagram. Aww. (laughs) Well, tell tell her I said hi. I will. (laughs) What's her name? Winnie. Winnie? Yeah, like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to start with that. But um, I know 
I guess, a bit about you because I've been on your website and all of that. But do you want to explain to people why your name is House of Christina Tia? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, do I want to explain? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, when I started this, it was just, I wanted all things that I love under one, like, house, like, roof, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so um, I wasn't really, like, I wanted to start with cooking and then eventually branch off into, like, lifestyle because, you know, like, there's there's more to, like, things that I love to do other than cooking. I mean, I'm really into working out and um, traveling and stuff, and I like fashion. So I, I named it House of Christina Tia just so I could kind of have, um, like... Um, what am I trying to say? To be a little broad so I mm -hmm. could, like, expand, you know, under that. So if I wanted to implement, like, lifestyle or fashion or travel or fitness, like, all of that would be able to fall under that house umbrella. Um, instead so, of just, yeah, like, being known for one thing. Yeah, instead of just being, like, kitchen and cooking, and, <laughs> you know, and although, although that's what it's, like, grown to be known for mm -hmm. um there are like now it's definitely um taken interest in other areas of my life like a lot I get a lot of people that ask for vlogs they want to see what I do every day they you know they're interested in my travel and just all of that so I mean it's it's moving in the direction that I had initially wanted it to in the beginning but I think to not confuse people and be all over the place I've just, for the past four years, um, stuck to primarily the cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, usually I actually co-host this podcast with one of my best friends, Paula. And she's she couldn't be here right now, but she says that she's amazed by women like you who can work for themselves. And um, freelancing is obviously really hard and like really attractive, especially to people around our age. Um, mm -hmm. And and I bet you learn like a lot, but how, mm -hmm. how did it happen for you? What was your starting journey like? Um, I think that when, when I started, like I, I mean, I was in a corporate job. I was in corporate finance for nine years and it just like, I don't know. I always felt like something else something was missing from my life. Like I never, I would go home at the end of the day and just kind of feel like uninspired and unmotivated. And like, I didn't feel fulfilled in what I was doing. And it was just kind of like I was a robot going into work every day. And um, so it wasn't until like I was sitting in a corporate meeting um, with like 300 people and they were giving out like awards for different milestones and stuff. So like 10 year, 20 year, that kind of stuff. They were giving out knives and like an extra week of vacation and stuff. And I just like freaked out. Like I, I was like, I can't, I'm not, I'm in my ninth year and next, which means that next year I'm going to be going up on that stage, shaking the CEO's hand and taking a pair of knives. Like, no thanks. Wow. And so I, put in my two weeks right after that and uh and I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do but I will ha I have to figure something out I and I'm unfortunately like I operate really well under stress <laughs> um and you know it's just because when I'm comfortable I don't like you know I I'm in this routine and I I'm not really forced to have to like make decisions or anything but when I'm uncomfortable and when I'm a little stressed and there's pressure, like it causes me to perform better because then I'm, I'm like back, to, I back myself. My recorder dies exactly at this time and I'm frantically trying to find new batteries to replace the dead ones. And then we're back. Mm -hmm. We're good now. Sorry about okay. that. I did not expect that no. to happen. It's fine. Okay. So I think where it cut out was when you quit without a plan, basically. Yep. So I, um, hold on a second. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm looking for something. Um, oh, hold on a second. 
Um, okay. Yep. So I left, like, left my corporate job, and then um, I was like, you know, I I'm just the type of person that I need I need a little bit of pressure put on myself in order to like do something because I feel like sometimes when you get comfortable and you have all these plans and ideas in your head, like you don't really do anything with them because like you're not, you're comfortable, you know, you're not forced to have to like do anything else. And they become, they just become like thoughts in your head um, because, you know, whether it's self doubt or fear or whatever it is, you know, like they, you don't, you don't really need to act on them until you're kind of backed into a corner, which is kind of what I did to myself. And I know it sounds like super ass backwards, but like, <laughs> I, I just work, I work better that way when I'm under a little pressure and stress. Um, cause then I have to make decisions and like different choices for my life. And so, um, I was like, okay, well, I kind of, you know, I was, I was posting pictures of different foods that I was making and like, it was like kapun and, um, some of the really popular dishes like namka and stuff. And so then, um, people were asking like on Facebook, like, oh my God, you know how to make that? How do you make that? And, and whatever. And so I would email a few people, the recipes and then like three people turned into 13 people turned into 30 people. Like then I was like, huh, there's a lot of people asking for this, you know, it wasn't just my friends. There were like other people that would like see my pictures on Facebook and ask for it. So then I was like, okay. And at that time I had just moved into my own house. So I just like remember calling my mom and asking her how to make things. And she like, we would be on the phone at the grocery store and she would be like, go get the vegetable with like the three spiky things and it's green and I'm like what and you know like nothing at the Asian store is labeled properly either so it was just like it was really really difficult to be able to like shop and then like have my mom try to translate these ingredients to me so I started like googling stuff online and I was like well there's got to be something I mean this is like the internet you know like you can find anything on the internet so I would google like law recipes for like Namkau or Kapun or whatever. And like, I couldn't find anything. And I was like, this is like unbelievable. So then I started like looking up cookbooks, like Lao cookbooks, still couldn't find anything. I mean, the only thing that came up um, was cooking with Nana's page. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I watched a few of her videos, but like, it, I don't know, it, like it kind of stuck, but then it didn't really. And she, she's a, actually a really good friend of mine now. But, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't really relate to her videos just because you know she she was a little older and um it just wasn't like my aesthetic I guess but I mean I still I would still watch it and I'm like geez I there's got to be like people a younger person doing this or you know like someone that could be more relatable to like modern day or whatever you know and so I um I was like, why is there nobody doing this? Because, it, I mean, I, there was nothing. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to do this. So I started a, uh, a channel, and I posted, like, three to five popular dishes. And and then I left it for, like, a year because I'm like, you know, so I'm, I'm a visual learner. So for me, it's like I, I like to watch people do things and then I like learn better from that. So um, I did a few videos and I left it for a year and I'm like, eh, that's all people need. Like those are the <laughs> things I like to eat, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I don't think anyone's going to care about anything else. Like that's like the most popular. But then um, Nana's husband found me on YouTube and had sent an email to me and he's like, we've been so busy with our own channel that we didn't even realize that someone else was out here doing this too. And he was like, where did you go? You need to come back. And he was like, there's a need for someone that's like younger to do this, you know? Yeah. And, and I was like, well, I'm not like, I was, I'm still like pretty camera shy, even though it, it's weird. Cause I have a cooking channel 
And initially, I wanted all my videos to be, like, just kind of hands-on. I didn't want to be in it. Um, and so I was just like, well, I, I don't want to do that. You know, like, I, I was just here to show people how to make a few things. Like, I don't want to start a full-on channel um, cooking everything. And he was like, no, you have to. You have to come back and do it, you know. And so I was like, okay. And in the time, at that time, I was like transitioning into an airline job um, at Delta. And I was like a gate agent for a little while. And um, and then I was approached by a startup company um, to go and work for them. And long story short, like I basically like I they gave me a deal that I could not refuse. And, you know, I wasn't making a lot. I wasn't making any money at Delta. They were paying me like $10 an hour, but oh. I didn't care because I got, I got flight benefits. And for me, it was, it was the best way for me to break out of routine because, you know, I was so used to working Monday through Friday, nine to five. And I needed something that was going to kind of turn my routine upside down because I didn't, I knew that I didn't want that life anymore. I didn't want a 40 hour a week job. I didn't, I didn't want to work in that structure, but that's all I've known. I've known for like 10 years up until that point. So when I left to go work at the airport, it was completely different. I was getting up for work at four in the morning. I started drinking coffee for the very first time. So that was when I was like 30 years old. Um, and I'm 34 now. And, uh, you know, I started drinking coffee. I was working every weekend, every holiday. I never, I never worked like that before. Like, you know, a corporate job is Monday through Friday. That's it. You don't, and you're usually closed on the holiday. So, yeah. um, so now that I was at the airport, I was working every holiday. I was working so much. And, um, and so when the startup company approached me, I was like, look, I'll leave and go work for you, but I only want to do it part-time and I want the salary that I was making before. So they agreed to my terms and I left Delta, went and worked at the startup company and ended up like what started at, at like 20 hours a week, slowly increased to 25 to 30 to 40 to 50 hours and I'm like I didn't sign up for this you know like I left that corporate world behind because I didn't want to work like this anymore and so I'm like okay this is like clearly not what you want to do with your life anymore so I ended up leaving that job after like seven months and then I just like fell into this like funk because I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do now you know like the only thing that I truly enjoyed doing and it was like my escape was cooking. So I started cooking again. And then I actually, in the meanwhile, I was still in touch with like cooking with Nana and her husband and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do this for the summer. And I'll crank out as many videos as possible. And we'll see how people respond to it. So I opened an Instagram page. Um, and I started using that to funnel traffic to my YouTube channel and, um, within a year I like, well, so by the, by the end of summer, I was getting a really good response with it. So I'm like, okay, I will go and we keep doing this until the end of the year and see what happens. By the end of the year, my Instagram account had grown to like 10,000 followers. And I was like, okay, like there's obviously people are responding. And this is all organically. Really... Yeah. Wow. Yep. So I was like, people are responding to this. They're, you know, like I, at that time too, I mean, I was like, there, this was like three, four years ago, I was still Googling recipes and I'm like, I still cannot believe that there is nothing, there's no resource out there on Lao food, you know? And so I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe that's why like I need to be out here creating this then because who's going to do it you know and if, and even if someone else does it they're not going to do it in the way that I understand it and so for me I was like you know I want a resource for people to be able to go to for even base recipes like my recipes are very like base you can bring them home and do whatever you want to them you know like um 
and I, I encourage that. Like, don't, you know, like, don't just take my recipes and just like put in what I put in or buy what I buy for it. Like put in what you like. And, you know, like I, I think it's great to cook at home because you are able to do that. And so, um, so then I started like indexing vegetables and fruit and all of that. Cause I'm like, you know, I want this to be a resource for people. I want, because it's what I have been looking for for so long. And because it's not there, I'm going to create it. So that's basically how all of this came about. And now four years in, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Shamefully enough, growing up, I didn't even think anybody was interested in Lao food like that. I didn't think anyone would care about like Dambakung or any of that. But when Mm -hmm. friends came over and my mom would cook for them, they it was surprising for me for some reason to see that people really enjoyed it, maybe because I grew up with it and I didn't even think about it like that. But now that I'm older, I'm really appreciating what you're doing for even like the Lao community because like nobody knows us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. And you're right. Like nobody else is doing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I think that, I mean, I have been, have seen some people start channels or like there's there's a few people on like social media now that are introducing the culture in in ways that they um that they interpret it and you know the food is out there too but you know like I I'm I have a very like streamlined way of like teaching because I, I want for people to kind of not just learn how to make the recipes. Like I want them to be able to like go to the store and recognize the different herbs and vegetables and stuff, you know, like I want this to be something that people hand down to like their kids. And, you know, because our parents, they don't have like, our parents don't have recipes and everything is in their head. Everything is by taste, you know? Yeah. So I just hope that, what I'm starting is something that is going to keep going down like generationally um, just so that it keeps all of the food like alive. And yeah. I'm curious about uh, the pop-up you did. Did you do it where you live Minneapolis? Yep. Yep. So um, I was approached by a magazine here um, that Actually, so this was funny because they actually wanted to do a story on Hmong food. And so, yeah, so I was approached by them to kind of do this story on Hmong food. And like, you know, after like I took them to go eat at this or we went to eat at this Hmong market and stuff and like, you know, whatever. And um, I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't really know much about Hmong food. Like, I'm not Hmong, you know, and they were like, what? And it was, it was kind of, it was funny. It was really funny because they were like, oh my God, you know, like aren't Hmong people from Laos and whatever, you know, and this was like Kun Kao, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, they are, you know, but it's, we're not, it's not the same, you know, like they're from my country, but I don't really know their, the culture, the food and the language and it's all different, you know? And so they were like, well, what are you? And I was like, wow. And they were like, we've never heard of that. I was like, yeah, and they were like, well, where can we go get the food? I'm like, you can't get it anywhere. Like, it's not, it's not, there's not a lot of, there are no restaurants here. And, you know, there's not many anywhere else either. And so they were like, why is that? And I was like, well, you know, like, it's a lot of it has been overshadowed by Thai food because that's what people are familiar with. And so they were like, "Um, please do like a pop-up to introduce that food to Minneapolis. And I was like, no, I... Like, I've been asked to open restaurants, and if I have interest in that, and I don't. Um, my, I, I enjoy the teaching part of it. I do not enjoy cooking commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, I don't, I don't like to, uh, the labor part of it, I'm just not a labor person. <laughs> People who work for restaurants are, like, always, they, they're, oh, all, yeah. they're, at, they're, all, they're there all day, every day. Yeah, and I'm not about that life. I like to keep it fluid. So <laughs> um, so anyway, they were like, please do one, you know. And I'm like, no. And so then they were like, well, 
if you can find another Lao chef to do it with you, um, we'll switch our story and write it about Lao food. And I was like, damn, you know, like I, I would love to get this, like, you know, like be a representative for that in, in my own hometown. So I knew of another Lao chef here who has a Thai restaurant. And um, I asked her, I'm like, here's, you know, this is our opportunity to kind of introduce the food to the community. Would you be interested in doing this pop-up with me? And she said, yes. So we put on this pop-up and that's how that came about. And how did people know about it? Um, so through my social media, through hers, um, we were written, they wrote up an article on us and then we were also contacted by a few other magazines, radio, news, like we got a lot of like press from it. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, so it was really, really, really good because it was exciting for Minneapolis at the time because, you know, it's like new to everyone. They didn't know what it was. That's really cool. I, I was wondering how, how did even, how did people even like know about it to get tickets and to actually you know, come to the pop-up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was marketed through my own, like, social media um, because at that time, like, I had a pretty good following then, too. And so we, I mean, Instagram has been an awesome marketing tool for me. Like, it's it's driven all of my traffic and partnerships. And, I mean, it's it's like everything that kind of drives my business right now. Yeah. Because, you know, my audience for each platform is different. Um, like Instagram, very um, short attention span. Um, <laughs> like people are there for quick video clips and pictures, like pretty pictures. And, you know, um, whereas Facebook, it's, it's a little older. Like my mom is on there and, you know, like. Your mom actually sends me random GIFs all the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have no idea where it's coming from, but she'll be like, oh, happy new year in the middle of, like, the the year. And I'm like, okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Auntie. I get them, too. I don't think she knows what she's doing. She's just pressing buttons. (laughs) like, Like, when she gives my phone number out to people, she's like, I'm like, Mom, you can't do that. And she's like, well, I told them to text you. And I'm like yeah, but they still have my phone number. Like, and she goes, well, I told them to text you for your email. And I'm like, but they still have my phone number. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's good and bad because they get to know who you are and look at all your, um, the amazing things you're doing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, they do have all your personal information now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and she, and she totally thinks that email, Facebook, Instagram, it's all the same thing. Like she's always like, put it on Facebook. I'm like, mom like I'm it's not just Facebook it's like all these other things I've kind of given up she's like well can't they email you to Facebook and I'm like (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I'm I'm done with you lady (laughs) um but yeah so um anyway Instagram has just been like my baby like it's it's been like the number one business driver for me just you know I've gotten a lot of brand sponsorships and different partnerships through it just from like posting pictures and going to different restaurants and eating there and um which and is the life then yeah yeah until until you're like okay this is now you've got to pace yourself because I um when I was in Hawaii I got invited to almost every meal of mine was sponsored um and I was going to about four dinners a night. Oh, my God. How do you even yeah. eat all of that? I, I mean, you can't. Um, <laughs> and fortunately, you know, I can bring friends and stuff with me. So I had friends with me and we would go and eat and stuff. But, like, you know, we you definitely have to pace yourself. Like, you, I I would take, like, a bite of everything, even though I'm, I, when I love something or when something is super delicious, I want to eat all of it. But knowing that I have to be at, like, two or three other restaurants that night, like, I will take one or two bites and then 
keep moving it along. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, I, I love it. I mean, it's, I'm not going to complain. Like it's just kind of been an, a side bonus into everything that I've been doing um, to be able to get invited to like, even, even for um, the Super Bowl, like I was invited to try all of the food that they're serving at the Super Bowl at the stadium. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, and that's a big deal so that, in America, the Super Bowl. I see it everywhere. What, what did you? Like oh, the yeah. Super Bowl is a yeah. huge deal in America. Yeah. And it, because it, it's in Minneapolis, it's mm-hmm. in Minnesota this year and it's this weekend. So, you know, like that, that was like really cool and fun for me. And, you know, it's, it's things like that, that, you know, I look back and I'm like, well, you know, had I not started all of this, I, you know, this is why, like, it's because like I'm influential in the city. If I'm eating somewhere like that, you know, I get, I get invited to these places because these restaurants know, like if I'm, if I'm eating there, someone is going to want to go there or something, you know, and I, I'm very picky and choosy about that though. Like I, I like to keep my brand like aligned with, um, where I would like go. Like if, if I'm not going to go there and pay for the food myself, like I'm probably not going to promote you, you know, like you don't want to come off as fake as well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So I like to keep my brand like very just authentic to what I would normally do. So it's not like, oh, Christine's at like this like bowling alley karaoke bar or something. Like I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it for like a free meal or for money either. You know, yeah. like I, um, a lot of partnerships that I've had too will like throw, um, free product at me and like money. And, um, in the beginning I thought it was fun and cool and stuff, but then I'm like, you know, that cheapens my brand if I'm taking all this free stuff and if I don't really believe in the product. Yeah. Yeah. Which now I I can't even tell when I look at your Instagram, I don't know. It just feels very homey. Yeah. And like welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to, I like to keep it that way. You know, my partnerships I'll sprinkle in, but like no one will ever know because when I work with certain brands and stuff, I do explain to them like, you know, to, to incorporate this into my page, this is how I like my account to flow, you know? And so most of these brands understand it because, you know, social media has turned into storytelling and that's basically how, that's how you gain loyalty. It's how you, um, it's how people can relate, you know, like they're, they don't, don't relate when you come off, like, um, like you're selling them a product or, you know, like people don't like that. They don't, at least on my account, they don't respond well to that. Yeah. I like, I love the way you do it because it's so seamless. Like you don't even, you can't even tell at all at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, you know, like I do like my partnership, I do have a partnership with Amazon so, you know, if, if there's a link that I'm providing or something, it's because of my partnership with Amazon. But usually it's like half, like 90% of the time it's people are asking, like, um, what pot I'm using or, it, like, even down to my nail polish. Wow. Like, what's your nail polish color and stuff, you know. And so I, I like sharing that with people because, I mean, I, I love that – Anything to, like, help people better their lives, whether it's nail polish or who cuts my hair or whatever, you know, like, I'm all about, like, sharing that. Is it safe to say you're not working another job, like, how you you worked at Delta and, um, like, is this your main thing? Um, yes. Yes and no. So, um, I... Last year, I started this side consulting company, um, building social media for different businesses, and I was working for local businesses at first. And so I would um, build social media and do marketing for restaurants. And then I started doing it for um, different design companies. And, um, you know, like my, my interest didn't really fall into that. I kind of 
I kind of thought, okay, maybe this is where my work is going, is moving towards opening up a consulting business where I would hire people to consult for me and like, um, and basically uh, market and build restaurant or, you know, local companies. Like I, I kind of was taking, thinking that that's where my business was going. Um, but then I was like, you know, this is not, I, it's not what I want to do with the rest of my life. I don't, I don't want to, I enjoy social media, but only for myself. I don't necessarily enjoy doing it for other people because it's not my vision, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I kind of jumped off that wagon, but then, um, I was approached by another company to do marketing for them. And I initially had declined it because I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, there, there are things that I sacrifice, which, um, you know, it was money. If I'm, if I don't build or have partnerships and brand sponsorships, I'm not making any money. And if I'm not creating content on YouTube, I'm not making any money because YouTube, um, Google, I have a partnership with Google. And so, um, Google pays me. So, you know, like I need to constantly be creating content on YouTube in order to get paid. And so, um, I was not interested in working for another company because I'm like, you know, if I, if I take on another job or work for someone, I'm not going to have the flexibility to work on my stuff. But this marketing, or not this marketing company, this company, they were like, we don't care where you work. We'll fly you out here to do these things for us. So I actually agreed to do that for a year with them. And so I'm now back in marketing and consulting, which is fine. I'm good at it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, they've given me all the flexibility, so I can't complain too much. Like, it's been been great because it's worked out really well for me for them and you know I'm making I'm making decent money from it um so so yeah I mean alone with YouTube and um the partnerships and stuff I you know I was doing comfortably but it wasn't like the thing about that is that you have to constantly get jobs like yeah there's no stability um, almost no, there isn't. And um, and your partnerships, some of them, they'll only want to contract you for three months or for six months. And so it's like this constant hustle for that next uh, contract, you know. And so it's just kind of nice to have something that's a little save, more stable right now. But I am um, currently, like, building um, a business right now. So... I'm kind of more focused on that, and hopefully that will be launching next year. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so I have a have a pretty clear vision of where I want to take all of this, and um, I'm just hoping that if not by the end of this year, then next year it'll be up and running. From everything you've told me so far, it feels like you've never had to have like a plan B. Nope, I didn't give myself one. Well, that's because, that's that's amazing. <laughs> um, I I mean it's it's terrifying, um, but I also know myself well enough to know that if I have a safety net, like it's just that's just how I operate. You know, like I can't I can't have a safety net or a backup plan because then I'm gonna get lazy and I'm gonna fall back on that. Like my mindset is on you have to make this work like there's no there's no plan b plan c nothing like you have to make it work so and you're making it work I think with, yeah I mean it's scary every day because I don't I don't I mean there there are days where I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing like I mean like that not even days that's like all the time <laughs> <laughs> someone told me you're, you're never going to know anything even as you age like you'll you'll still be guessing yeah and you know when you're when you're the one that's creating that path you can't ask people for directions because they don't know what you're doing they don't know where you're going they don't know what your they don't know what your ideas and your thoughts and everything are you know like i you know i built all of this from the ground up with my with my own vision 
with what I wanted to create with it, you know? And so it's like there, I can't, I can't really ask anybody. I can ask, I, you know, there are other YouTubers that I talk to, but they're not doing like cooking or like wow food or anything like that. It's you know? very niche. And, you know, I get, I get general ideas from them, but at the end of the day, like I'm the one that's building this and it's my, it's my vision. And I'm the only one that's going to know how to navigate through it, even though, like I said, there are days where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at all. Like, I'm just kind of winging. I've I've been winging it every single day. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's kind of comforting because uh, this is what I and Paula are going through every day right now. Just wondering, like, what should we do with ourselves? Because we just graduated school a year ago, and now. It's like we don't want to get stuck in a nine to five, even though like maybe we should be paying our dues. But at what point do you stop paying your dues? I mean, yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, I think I, I honestly wouldn't have done it any other way than I'd have because I think without me um, going into a corporate job, understanding the structure behind that and really recognizing that it was not something that was fulfilling for myself makes me work twice as hard now so that I don't have to be put back behind a desk. Because you know what it's, it's like and you know you didn't like it. Yeah, and I mean, it was a very comfortable, like a cushy job, but, you know, I would never, ever go back to it just because I enjoy my freedom too much. Um I like being make, being able to make my own decisions. I like the fact that I can look back and appreciate um, even, you know, as much as I have learned that I didn't like that, like I can look back and appreciate all of those experiences that shaped who I was um, as a business person now, you know. Um, hold on. Just a bit. Um yeah, so you know, I've I've and because I've been in a corporate job, I've learned how to structure my own business. That's a very uh, you know, good and, point. Yeah, and like as an entrepreneur now, you know, like you really have to be self motivated. It's it's so easy to I mean, there were days where I would like lay around and wouldn't get out of bed till like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was just like, you know, I because no there was nobody watching when I was punching in, punching out, like, you know what I mean? Like I just became very lazy and now I'm on a very, I put myself on a very strict like routine because if I don't, then I'm going to end up like fucking off all day and not getting anything done. So for me, it's like, um, very important to me to get up every morning, um, go to the gym and then my day starts. So it's just, you know, it's a great way for me to clear my head. And I, I force myself to be up and out of bed by eight o'clock every morning, even though I don't need to be. Um, but I don't want to develop a habit where, you know, I am laying there till three o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, granted there, there, I will have like maybe once every few months or something, a day where I'll be lazy and stuff. But, you know, like being an entrepreneur, you really have to have a lot of self-discipline no one is going to be there to hold you accountable to anything. And if you're not getting up and doing stuff, like nothing is going to get done. That's, these are really good nuggets for people who want to <laughs> get into this as well. You've answered every question I've had without even me asking them. But oh. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you've talked over the amount that um, you allotted me. And so I'm really grateful for that. But before I let you go, um, I guess, do you have anything like a life mantra or one last like knowledge nugget you want to share with people? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say for anyone who's looking to get into any sort of social media, like I get asked this all the time, but you know, like the three things that have been super successful for me and everything that I teach um, when I consult and stuff for different businesses is that um, you have to stay consistent. Oh, that word. Social, social media is so saturated. Like, if you disappear, they move on to the next best thing. Stay consistent, number one. Number two, stay engaged. People love to feel special. Like, but also, like, they want to feel like they relate. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, engagement for me is very important. I try to respond now. So I'm actually hiring an intern for the summer, but right now I can't, I can't keep up anymore. I've, I have too many, I have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, too many accounts, but it's so important to me. Like, I think that's basically what has helped a lot of my business grow is staying engaged and responding and answering to everybody. I I don't care if they're just like, yum, you know, like you have to, there needs to be a response to that, even just a thank you or whatever. Like people really, really appreciate that. And so I just think that it's really helped in the success of my business. And then number three is authenticity. Like be yourself in your captions. Don't be basic, you know, like. (laughs) Unless you are (laughs) actually basic. Yeah, unless unless you're that, then you can't help it. But, <laughs> um, but you know, people love to they love to read personalized things. And for the ones that do like to read, you know, they they your personality you get to you get to like show them a piece of your personality that they normally wouldn't get just by looking at a picture, you know. And so I I love like just adding those personal touches because I just think that it's again, has helped in a lot of the um, growth in my social media and everything, you know, because um, because they're not going to be able to get that personality somewhere else, you know? Like, they might be able to go get a papaya salad somewhere, like, picture somewhere else. But, you know, there's a there's a personality in there. And, you know, it's, it's really hard, um, I think, for my business in the beginning. You know, I... I really try to, you know, I've looked at my audience and I've asked myself, okay, if I was following someone, so I, I would take like three or four people that I enjoy following and I would dissect everything about what they do, whether it was how they talked, what they wore, um, what they stood for. I would write all these things down and I'm like, okay, this is why I'm loyal to these people. And a lot of that was personality. Yeah. You know, I I kept going back to these people because I was drawn to their personality and so I'm like how how do I do how do I become them? So, you know, I made this list of all the things that keep me loyal to the brands and the people I follow. And so I basically mimicked that. But but I, you know, I did it in a way that it was comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And so that I think has also helped in the success of my business, you know, because I've learned how to study my audience. I've learned to, um, I've learned how to, you know, look at other people that I look up to and admire and like, you know, it's, it's almost one of those things where it's like surround yourself with greatness. Right. And even if I don't know these other people and their accounts and stuff like that, it's like they obviously are doing something that's keeping them successful, keeping people loyal to them. And so I've really applied that to my own, not even just like social media, to my own life. You know, like I, I know that um, if you're adding value to internet space, like you're always going to have loyalty from people. And I you see know, it, it has all to the be, time where there are accounts with the aesthetics and everything looks beautiful versus someone who has a personality and less of an aesthetic, but people like this person more, even though their pictures aren't as good. But because sometimes, yeah, people, people have shitty personalities sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And, you know, like they, it's such a, it's like I said, I think that, you know, social media is definitely, the marketing has changed. Like it's, it's all about storytelling. It's all about like following a, a lifestyle and, you know, and for some people, whether that's just, they feel like they can connect or relate or for other people, they, they kind of like live vicariously through you or whatever, you know, it's, you know, I really, really try to like stick to that. And so I don't know. I hope I hope this is all helping you. <laughs> oh, it is. Every single thing you said. Like I'm not even saying that just to say it, but uh, <laughs> when Paula listens back to this, I think she's gonna be like mind blown as well. Because <laughs> I didn't Aww. even expect there to be so many components to to the things that you brought up. 
that it really opened up a new perspective for us. Yeah. And I mean, I would, you know, I've, I've had um, like other interns that have worked for me um, and a lot of them, like they've, they've, they're fresh out of high school and they don't know if they want to go to college yet or whatever. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like, look, if you think, because my end goal with all of this is not to become like a social media superstar like that. I don't care about any of that. Like, I just want to be able to like teach people how to cook and do all of that. Like I have no desire to become like this internet sensation or anything like that. Even though I feel like my brand is now being recognized, people are recognizing me um, and what I do and everything, which is great. But you know, like I'm not, I do not promote, like I'm, I'm always about have your brains first girl like (laughs) you know like have the brains and if you have beauty it's like an an added bonus you know like I'm not I'm not one to be out there like you know doing taking all these selfies and whatever and you know and so I'm I'm very much like you know create create something that's going to add value to the world because then you're going to be um you're going to be irreplaceable Thank you so much for all of that. I just wanted to say thank you again for talking to us in the show. <laughs> You're welcome. And being, I guess, not intimidating because, like you said, a lot of people are on Instagram doing, like, I don't know, bikini sponsorships and, like, fit tea stuff and all of that. And it just feels like you don't tell girls, like, they need to be something. You're just You're just teaching people to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think, I think especially having a platform that uh, is influential now, like I, I'm moving in a different direction with all of that. And that, you know, I do, I do want to, because, you know, our culture, like a lot of women, you don't hear a lot of successful Lao people, you know, and especially not successful Lao women, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm such an advocate for like, you know what, like, I don't want to say women empowerment because I'm not, I'm not like all like that either, but I definitely like, especially after visiting Laos and stuff too, the opportunities for women there are like slim to none, you know, they, they end up working in markets or all they know is how to cook, take care of a household, get married. And it's like, and I just feel like, you know, in order for women to become independent and develop skills and stuff like there's got to be someone that they look up to um to tell them it's okay to do that you know and I I feel like our culture is still like I think with the new generation and people growing up here it's a little different you know but um but our older generation you know I have this woman she um do you do you need to go or anything I'm just getting in my car now me hello yeah. Do I? No, I don't need to go. I'm afraid that you need to go. <laughs> okay, just checking because I'm just like babbling now. Uh, but no, like I had this woman when I was at my aunt's house the other day that she was like, she recognized me from my channel. And my mom, you know, she got all excited and she's like <laughs> sitting there listening to the conversation. And this woman goes, So you can cook and you're really beautiful. And you're smart. And she's like, but can you speak Lao? And I was like, no, not really. Like, I I can. It's mixed with English. Yeah, of course. Um, Almost all of us are like that now. Yeah. And I I was like, you know, it's mixed with English, like whatever. And she goes, well, that's a waste. And I was like, a waste of what? You know, (laughs) like she basically just devalued everything I did because I didn't know how to speak the language. And I like my mom. I felt her eyes piercing me because she was like, shut the fuck up. Don't say anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not one to keep quiet about that stuff either, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk away from this. Cause that's just ignorance, you know, mm-hmm. like your, your value doesn't decrease because you have five things checked off of a six list thing, you know? And so I think it's so important. It's so important because as women anyway, there's, there's so much pressure to like look a certain way to, to act a certain way to, and, and it might not even, it's, it's unspoken, you know, like we learn from seeing magazines and all of and stuff we see on TV, like what is beautiful, you know? And so I feel like it makes it even harder when you're 
a different ethnicity trying to fit into a different culture and integrate yourself into that life, especially with refugee parents because they don't understand, like, American culture and stuff, you know. So I just think that, like, being able to have a platform that tells Asian women, like, hey, it's okay. It's okay to be successful. It's okay to make more money than your man. It's okay to have brains. Like, have brains. Like, please start there. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Everything else is just an added bonus, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm really glad though, you know, I've done everything in the order that I've done them, even though there are days where I feel like, gosh, I wish I started all this sooner. But had I not had my corporate job, had I not finished college, had I not done all those things, like I wouldn't have been able to apply that into my own business now. So. <sighs> I, there's a lot of, I feel like evaluating I need to do now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you're always going to do that. Self-reflection is really good. And I'm, that's kind of the journey that I'm on now, too. Like, I didn't, I think, you know, with social media, um, like, I I don't want to say I thought it was, like, dumb. But, you know, I, I, I don't like to follow a lot of accounts that don't add value to my space. So I don't like to see a lot of, like, you know, selfies and stuff like that. I, I like to follow a lot of accounts that feed my mind. And that's just kind of how I am. You know, every now and then I like pretty pictures and stuff. But, you know, like, I think that for myself, like, um, I've learned a lot from social media because I, I've learned, first of all, people. Um, there's so many different kinds of people out there. And you have to learn how to filter a lot of stuff. Because I don't... I don't have a hundred percent support. I mean, I probably have like 5%, you know, haters, if you will. Um, and so, you know, you learn how to filter all that. You learn how to like grow thicker skin. Like there's so much stuff that you learn from social media that like, and it's crazy because when I say this to people, they're like, okay, they don't, they don't understand it. But I'm like, you know, when you are, when you do have a platform where there's, constant traffic and there's people that are old and new and whatever and who knows like there's some people that know everything about my life and there's some that know nothing um I'm like you know it you can really use your account to either empower or you know just to be an account that's just pretty pictures out there but um like with mine like I really I really want for people to come to my page and learn something every day and and it's because I'm constantly learning every day you know, and so I hope that not only does it feed, like, your stomach, but it also feeds your mind and your soul and whatever, you know, like, I am all about that. Yeah, because you, you actually make a really good point about that. I, you, you, you are what you consume, and I guess that yep. that's important, because sometimes I don't even think about that. I would literally sometimes follow trash posts all the time. Yeah. And it yeah, does, it's and not, it doesn't make it. me productive at all. No, no. And it's like, I, I love, yeah, I love things that challenge my mind. And, you know, I think as I've gotten older now, I've, I've learned that more about myself and, um, it's every day, you know, like I like to self-reflect and I'm like, what did I learn today? Like I ask myself that every day, you know, and if it's something that I feel like should be shared with people, I will, you know, like whether that's through like different quotes or like just me writing something or whatever in my stories or whatever, you know, like I'm always, my mind is constantly thinking about like, how can I make my life better? I'm like addicted to bettering my life all in the meanwhile, building my business. I also think it's important to note especially like I'm 23 now um, and a lot of people my age are like we were supposed to be millionaires by 18 and we're still struggling yeah kind of thing so I think it's important to note that you don't have to be like a 20 year old self-made you know Mm-mm. yeah because there's a lot of pressure no. I think to be young yeah. and successful and it's like no you still need to have those moments where you fail yeah yeah, because the, those moments where you fail and make mistakes are going to be the best, like, learning moments for you. Like, you're not going to learn from all the ups. You know, you're, you, where you learn the most is from your, the downtime, you know, and your struggle. 
that's where you learn the most. Um, and, you know, I, I was that. I was married. I, you know, had a really successful job. Uh, I had everything when I was 20, by the time I was like 24. And, you know, I, I am now learning how to undo all of that because um, that life that everyone thinks that you should have, that all that success and all of that at such a young age, like you still need to have those life experiences to really recognize uh, what it is that makes you truly happy. And for some people, it might not be having a family. It might not be being married at 23, you know, and I, I've since had to unlearn all that. And then I hit the reset button when I turned 30. And I guess and, um, we can, we can actually end on a, on this huge note and I guess I'm going to ask you this very important question. Do you think you're, you're like the happiest you've ever been now? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, I am. I am so fucking happy because I can say I'm so fucking happy and I'm not going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> and I can do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. Like, um, and everything that I do now is personal gain. I'm not working for anyone. I'm not doing it for anyone else but myself. And that's, that's like the greatest reward at the end of the day is to feel so 100% self-fulfilled. And, and that's basically what I've built for my own life, you know. And, yeah, it, it's not easy getting here. Like, you definitely have to make sacrifices, like financial ones, like, um, and everything, you know. But, but you know, if you're driven enough and if you're ambitious enough to be, be successful, it's that, and that doesn't, success to me does not define, it does not mean like money. Of course, money is an added bonus to all of it. But whether that's like you just having the freedom to live the life however you want to live it, or you being able to travel, or you being able to go to all these restaurants and eat, like if that is what makes you happy, then you, I think that you are successful in your life. You know, and so um, I think that now, you know, I'm learning how to balance all of those things. Like I'm, I'm gotten to a point now where I can make money off of the brand that I've built, and now, and I'm also able to reap the benefits off of building a, you know, a, a bigger following that will get me invited to different events and things like that. So, like the one you're going yeah, to right I mean, now. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I think. I think that this is, yeah, definitely the happiest I've ever, ever been. And I would never, I would rather be broke and be free doing what I'm doing now because I love it rather than going to a job making $70,000 a year, um, only getting two weeks of vacation and having to work nine to five every day. Like I would never, ever go back to that. I love it. I think we got everything that we, we I, I think we got more than I expected. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so is this going to be, where is this going to air? Is it? Uh, so it's, it's on iTunes and it's also on Google okay. Play for like Android people. Um, if you want, okay. I can obviously send you the episode first for like a little approval type of thing um, before I okay. actually post it, if that makes you yeah. feel more comfortable. Um, okay. That's pretty much it. I do have an, a question. Me and Paula were wondering this outside of, like, the, the episode. Um, but you know how you're, like, usually in, in L.A.? Do you think you're going to move there forever or are you going to stay in Minneapolis? <laughs> so I am moving to L.A. Uh, the, the marketing job that I took is actually in Southern California. So part of my negotiation with that was to move out there. So I'm, I am going to be out there for the next year, well, this year. Um, and it also is going to be closer to, so I'm, my business, um, a lot of my business that I'm doing is being built out there anyway. So it kind of just worked out magically for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm currently looking to move to L.A. right now. I'm, I'm looking at places, so as soon as I have a place locked down, I will be out there. Wow, okay, yeah, we were wondering that because you're like, what's, like, I don't know a lot about uh, Minnesota, <laughs> uh -huh. but I'm not sure how how thriving, like, this industry is 
um, over there, but I was always curious, like, is she going to move to L.A.? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Minneapolis, I love Minneapolis because it's home, but, like, I, the opportunities here are just, like, not, like, the food opportunities and everything, like, it's still very conservative here, you know, and L.A., everything is so trending, and people are, by the time Minneapolis gets it, we're five years late, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, L.A. is just more on my, it's, it works really well for me, social media-wise. I, I am doing more stuff with YouTube there over the summer, too. So um, And their YouTube office is in L.A. as well. Um, so it just, you know, for me, in order to expand, I do, I feel like I do need to move my business out there. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes for the next year. And maybe once I have something, like, solid, down and my business launches, I'll be able to move back or whatever. Maybe I'll stay out there. Maybe I'll end up somewhere else. But that's the beauty of all of this is that I can be fluid, you know, and that's part of the reason why I have no interest in opening up a restaurant or doing any of that because I don't want to be committed to anything. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am making my way out to L.A. 